What is up, you guys? And welcome back to the Tea with Tina. This morning, I just drank my Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. I did not go to the actual store. I got it from my fridge. (laughs) Um, Because the grocery store near me, which I can't seem to find anywhere else, has Dunkin' vanilla iced coffee in a bottle. And it is incredible. But um, today we are talking about a juicy, juicy topic. So I got the tea for you. It's going to be about my experience in an MLM, my MLM horror story, and why it was pretty much like a cult. Side note, if you hear some construction going on in the background, I literally have construction vehicles right outside my window they wake me up every single morning because they're doing a two-year project on our road fun times um but yeah you shouldn't really hear it but if you hear it that is why so um this mlm i am not going to name the company uh, one kind of out of respect because um, i don't want to bash one company in particular and two it's not necessarily about that specific MLM. This is just my personal experience in that MLM. Um, pretty much all MLMs are pretty sleazy and shitty. So um, that's kind of what I'm trying to tell you here. I'm just trying to tell you my story. And just think that there are hundreds of thousands of other people out there who have experienced the same thing as me, if not worse. Okay, so little side note too. The MLM I was in like five years ago actually recently got sued. I got a letter in the mail probably like six months ago and I was like, what is this? And I actually kind of started laughing because they got sued for being a pyramid scheme. It was a legal letter um, and they are no longer allowed to make money off of sales um, for people below them. So how you have that pyramid scheme, you know, you move up and you get five people working under you. If the five people under you sell something, you make commission off that. That's not allowed anymore because that is that's a pyramid scheme. Um, so that got a lot of people in trouble, including the co-founder, which we'll get into in a little bit later. Um, it's a wild story because I met him and it's just it's a wild story. Now, um, a little bit more about this MLM. It was a health and wellness company, and they sold health supplements, and it seemed pretty legit. I mean, compared to all the other MLMs at the time, a lot of them, like, a lot of the MLMs, they have, like, shitty graphics. I mean, this one kind of had shitty graphics that people posted, but, like, it just seemed so much more professional and relatable to younger people to me. Like, all the other MLMs seemed to appeal to more like stay-at-home moms but this one seemed different and that's what kind of got me hooked um this health and wellness company was actually how I got into fitness too which is a little bit wild but you know what everything happens for a reason the mistakes nothing's ever going to be perfect um so in a way I'm kind of glad that I did do this I'm glad I kind of got it done early in my life so I wouldn't run into it later um But yeah, let me paint this picture for you of where I was when I joined this MLM. So I'm 18, 19 years old, fresh out of high school, Um, where my fitness is at. I mean, okay, so I really started working out 
in school because the last two years of gym class, you could either basically pick to play games all day or you could choose to work out. I was not an athletic person. I pretty much hated gym class and playing the games because I sucked and all the guys were super competitive. I'm sure some of you can relate to that. Uh, Maybe some of you can't, but I was like, yeah, I'll do the working out because that sounds easier. So you basically go into this like little indoor school gym and there was a separate teacher, which my sister actually had him. So we kind of knew each other. Um, he was super nice and we, he would write workouts on the board and we would go through that. We do a little warm up on cardio. We go through and do some like normal lifting routines. Sometimes he'd take us out into the halls and we would do stairs or slam balls, stuff like that. And that kind of really started getting me into fitness. I didn't really take it seriously, but he would like quiz me on stuff. I remember I would be doing like a lap pull down and he'd be like, quick, what muscle is that working? Um, that was actually part of our final to kind of try to tell what muscles are working what and like naming the moves. So that's actually kind of cool looking back at it now that that helped prepare me. But so that was kind of like what I was doing in high school, but I didn't really take it seriously. Um, when I did work out on my own, I was kind of more of that cardio bunny. I just did the elliptical, did the treadmill. I remember standing next to my friend. We would walk inclined till we burned 400 calories. Isn't that ridiculous? Because we wanted to burn off what we ate. Like, it was just, it was wild. Um, I was drinking full sugar monsters. Although, listen guys, I think this was before zero cal monsters. Like, the full calorie ones. Not saying that the zero cal is necessarily any better. But the high sugar in there. Oh man, it was just, it was bad. With the energy, it was bad. Um, I was also taking green tea pills. Which... <laughs> I'm I'm probably going to make a separate podcast about my health and fitness journey. Um and I'll go into a little bit more detail, but I was taking green tea pills because my friend in my art class in high school took them. Um she didn't really need to lose a lot of weight, but I'd say maybe she was like 15 20 pounds overweight and it didn't really look bad, but she's she lost weight and I was like, "Oh my god, you lost weight. What what are you doing?" And she's like, oh, I just got these green tea pills from Walmart. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, I just dropped 10 pounds. I didn't even have to do anything. Well, yeah, that sounds pretty freaking great. So I went and got them and I started taking them. And I ended up, after taking them for a little bit, I wasn't getting enough water and I was not eating enough. When I was at my job um, as a cashier, I actually ended up having a panic attack in the middle of scanning someone out. I feel so bad. I still remember the look on the man's face. Um, he was a cute little Asian man. I don't think he spoke English that well. And I was just sweating and I felt like I was going to throw up, pass out. And I was like, I'm sorry, I need to go. <laughs> I just left in the middle of ringing up his stuff, ran to the bathroom. And I remember calling my boyfriend now husband at the time Derek and I was freaking out I was like I don't know what's wrong my heart's racing I'm sweating I feel like I'm gonna throw up first question was was I pregnant no (laughs) everybody's like oh my god you're pregnant I was like no I'm not and because we're you know we practiced safe sex but um yeah and I I like after talking to his mom who was a nurse she said that it was most likely the caffeine in the pills and I was like oh and um yeah we kind of put two and two together and I just stopped taking them 
so yeah, that was kind of where I was at. I was on the very like trendy um, fitness wagon, the quick fixes, because I didn't really know how it worked. Okay, um, so that's why it was kind of easy for me to to get in there. As far as what products I used from this company, um, one I tried their energy drinks. They were pretty good. I'm not gonna lie; these were actually great. Um, they came in little packets or like a little container of powder. And they had a ton of different flavors, like fruit punch, grape, mango, strawberry. I think that was really good. Um, They had a ton. And they were really, really good. They had about the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee. Um, They had like five calories. I think maybe one gram of sugar. And it was clean energy. I never got like headaches or anything. Although there's a lot of companies out there now that are putting out stuff similar to this. Um, that's more readily available on the market. I believe back then, though, it was kind of a couple years ahead of its time. I would say it's almost comparable to, like, the Alani new drinks um, with, like, quality and stuff like that. But they were so overpriced. I would say it was probably, like, double the price of Alani, to be honest with you. So it just wasn't worth it. But I was doing that. Um, I did their 10-day cleanses, which... I'm not going to shit talk on them because their cleanse, it was definitely misnamed, but it's not like it was a cleanse that made you shit your pants. So it was kind of more on the side of a healthier cleanse. Basically, they gave you fiber, which, okay, that's good. Helps get anything extra out of your body, Um, but it didn't make you poop your pants. You took a probiotic and you took an herbal cleanse pill. I have no idea what the hell was in that. But, um, yeah, you took those three things, so I thought was relatively healthy. You know, I wasn't taking a laxative or anything like that. And you're supposed to take these 10-day cleanses every 90 days to refresh your system or whatever. It was like 50 bucks. Again, overpriced, didn't really need it. Probably if I just ate enough fiber and drank water, I'd be fine. But those were the two main things that I did. Um... And I did actually lose 20 pounds. Over time, I lost 20 pounds. That was probably one of the... That's about the most I've ever lost. Just because I've never really needed to lose a lot of weight. Maybe 5 or 10 pounds here or there. My body kind of fluctuates with like putting on muscle or losing fat. Um, But I didn't lose because of the supplements themselves. I lost for a combination of things if you really look at it. There is, one, the community. I think the community was the number one thing. Having those people hold you accountable and being in a group where everybody's doing the same thing as you is really powerful. That is something that I'm trying to create currently in my fitness business. It's definitely in the baby stages right now for some of you who may be following along. Um, You know, I've tried some things in the past, but I've come to realize that community is really important and I do want to create a really good uplifting community because that's usually what keeps people um sticking to their habits so that was number one community because I was in the Facebook groups and I went to meetings and stuff like that um the other thing was the eating it wasn't the best by any means but the my uplines often gave meal plans which i don't even think were approved by the company i think they just kind of made them and slapped the mlm name on it um 
they were very cookie cutter. It was kind of like no processed foods, eat, you know, chicken breast, veggies, rice. And I remember eating that shit and I hated it, but I wanted to be healthy because I thought that's what you needed to do to be healthy. And if not, you were going to like get cancer and be obese and die. Um, so I was kind of in a way starving myself. I remember I got down to a really low weight and I was just hungry all the time. Like the lowest I've ever weighed in my adult years have to be 130 right now I'm 140 I definitely lost a little bit of muscle like I think at my heaviest I was like 145 prior to this just to give you a little insight I was 155 at my heaviest not working out then I dropped down to about like 135 and then I lost even more because I was kind of addicted to that losing. So it wasn't even about like being healthy. It was about losing the weight. When I was at 130, I was really tiny. I was really hungry all the time, like lost periods, things like that. Um, and then I kind of slowly started to put on muscle and eat normal. So that's when I put that 5, 10 pounds back on. But it was healthy. So there's that. Um, I have my little list here that I'm so I don't forget anything. Um, but yeah, basically the diets were no process, just starving myself and like I, I lost the weight, but I didn't have muscle. So between that diet and um, being in a community and like working out, I think that's what really made me lose the weight, not really the supplements. Supplements are there to do just that. Supplement. Supplement your lifestyle. So I mean that caffeine that pre-workout it's really not gonna do much i mean indirectly you might burn a little bit more calories because your heart rate's gonna be a little bit faster but that's there to get you hyped for your workout okay that's really all that's there for um things like protein again you can get that from your normal diet but let's say maybe you don't feel like eating that extra chicken breast you just want to have a chocolate protein shake go for it or you want to eat a yummy protein bar go for it um or like um, multivitamins and stuff to fill in nutritional gaps. They're there to supplement. So that's that. Now, um, another part of this company is that just like any other MLM, you, you had to do some sort of like sales party. Um, what they would do is it would be called mixers. And you would go to a mixer or you would host a mixer. I never really officially hosted one. I think the one I did host because... I was living at my parents' house at the time, and my mom's the kind of mom that, like, does not want anybody over her house. So, we held a mixer at Panera Bread. <laughs> in the little business section, we, we held it at Panera Bread. You had to, like, reserve it and everything. It's, like, ridiculous looking back at it now, but I thought I was so cool and so professional. So, we did that. Um, it was at Panera, and... You know, you, you, I mean, I had to buy stuff. I had to buy like table covers. You had to buy like little pamphlets and stickers. And I had to get my PowerPoints together to like, and you had to buy all your energy drinks. Cause what we did was we mixed them. And my upline told me to make the energy drinks extra strong so that people felt it right away. Isn't that? Mm, something doesn't sound right about that but we did you know I, I made all my my drinks I remember I would rent out tables at um like events and I would set up a booth and I had like my little email list if you want more information put your email and I'll email you like oh it was it was a grind guys but I did that 
I would drive to other places. Like, I remember the farthest I probably drove was about two hours across the state. And me being 18, like, just driving out into the middle of the state. Like, I never left more than, like, 20 or 30 minutes from my house. Like, before I really started traveling, like, that was such a far drive. Um, So I'd go here, didn't know where I was going. And I just, like, sat in on these business meetings thinking that if me just showing up was somehow going to magically make me a businessman that's going to sell a shit ton of stuff. It's ridiculous thinking about it now. Um, I had to hop on all these calls. I remember, like, these business calls and listen to these boring-ass webinars. And they just repeated the same shit. Um, You didn't really learn anything, okay? It was... It was stupid and I felt pressured constantly um being fresh out of high school like I had it in my mind that like I did go to college but I kind of went to college again a story for another time but I went to college because I felt like pressured into it see this this theme coming up I felt pressured so I was like well I mean they told me I have to go to college so I have to pick something like I didn't know what I wanted to do um so I just went and at the, at the process of the time, I was like, yeah, well, I can start this like fitness business and, you know, sell all these products. And I told myself that I couldn't fail. I wasn't allowed. I had to follow through with it. Um, so I just kept pushing even when everything was telling me this is wrong. Get out now. I just I was like, maybe if I do it a little bit longer, I'll see the results. So that's kind of why I stayed in. But when it came down to it, I think I ultimately was not comfortable selling someone else's dream. And I still feel that way to this day, working for other companies. Um, I don't feel comfortable selling someone else's dream. And I I really believe I get that from my dad because my dad's always told me that he is a mechanic and he is a really good mechanic. He used to work for um, big name car dealerships. He'd make really good money. This was even before I was born. And he said, he's like, I just hated working for someone. He's like, I made good money. I had good benefits. But he's like, I just wanted to start my own business and do my own thing. And my my father started his business in 1988 and is still going strong today, which is really good for a business to last that long. And he sells used cars um, and he fixes them and he... um, restores like muscle cars that's kind of like his side hobby and like that gave him the freedom and regardless my father does put a lot of time into his work like he works pretty much seven days a week but he loves it he loves working um but I think he would rather work for himself and put all that work into it than work for someone else like any day and I totally agree with that when you're like up late working on your own project it's just so much more rewarding than trying to do all this work for someone else So that's kind of how I feel about that um, after going through everything. And that's what ultimately led me to think like, I still love health and fitness. I just want to start my own. Why can't I do my own? I mean, I'm not going to sell supplements. I don't even want to get into that realm. I know there are some people who do that, but no thank you. But like just help people feel better, help people feel healthier um, through workout plans and teaching them and helping them with their nutrition and things like that. And that's why I decided to go out and get certified and constantly learn. And honestly, um, with my husband, he just got a new job working at 
a community college where basically I could get free schooling and I'm probably going to go back to school so I'm going to further my education. I don't know where my life's going to take me. I might get my master's. I might study for my doctorate later in life, you know, cause just because I love learning and bettering myself. So like never stop learning. It's never too late to to go back to school or just keep learning. That's what keeps your brain fresh, your mind fresh. Um, even if your degree doesn't necessarily get you into a certain job, like I think it's it's definitely worth it to have the knowledge if you can afford it for sure. Um, so just a little note on that. Um, but getting back to actually being in this MLM, I want to stop for a second and, and paint a picture of how could I resist leaving this company or what am I trying to say here? How could I resist like not staying? This is why my uplines, the people above me, there was a girl above me, but there was kind of like a head person which was above her and they were a um, very good looking couple they were mid-20s okay um they honestly like had that celebrity glow about them that's what I always call it the celebrity glow they, they look beautiful they have um lost tons of weight both of them they were shredded like the one girl did bodybuilding competitions and the other guy did crossfit um they just got married and being in their mid-20s, they had like hundreds of thousands of school debt because they went to this prestigious school. They paid all their college debt off and now they're buying a house. How does that, like all from this company, how does that not sound amazing? Okay, you, I'm like, wow, that's going to be me. Like, I want this because I want to be able to do that. You know, nothing wrong with that. Here's where it gets bad I think this was the turning point for me okay so this MLM has like these hype events hype man events okay I don't even remember what it was called actually I do I do it was something nation it was the name of the company nation okay and you know where it was it was in Texas because the company headquarters are in Texas and I remember it looked so cool. It was at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. The Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders were going to be there. Like, there was going to be music and lights. And they were announcing free, like, new products. It sounded amazing. So, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. My uplines were like, wow, you have to go. And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool, but... Like, I don't have any money, so I can't really go. Because you have to pay for a plane ticket. You got to pay for the hotel. Um, your food there. So you're probably looking... I don't even know, but like $1,000 maybe. I don't remember how much I paid specifically, but like that's a lot of money. It's, it's a lot. And I had to buy my ticket too. Um, I remember I was walking on the treadmill one day, okay, at the gym. And I got a call from the the guy of the couple in the upline and he was just like oh my god so are you coming to this and I said well I'm sorry like I, I don't think I should go I don't have enough money and he's just like oh my god but I believe in you so much and like if you just you know 
take a chance, take a step of faith and really do it. Um, This is going to change your life, change your business. And let me tell you, that was wrong because I really, I was young and innocent and I put all of my faith into these people and I really thought that they saw my best interest. Maybe they did. Maybe they were brainwashed too. I don't know. Um, But this decision, this is the big part. I took out my savings bonds for this. Okay, I don't know if you know how important that is. But when I was a baby, okay, my parents got me bonds that matured when you reached a certain age. Um, I'm not sure how long it took. Maybe when I was until I was 16 or something like that. So I took $300. That doesn't sound like a lot, but like I was supposed to use those bonds for like something important. (laughs) Not an MLM company trip. And I used that to buy my damn plane ticket. Okay, because all my other friends who were in this were wealthier. Okay, their parents could give them the money for it. That wasn't the case for me. So yeah, that's what I used. So here I am hopping on this plane, going down to Texas. Um, This is where it gets weird, even weirder. They kind of incorporated religion, like Christianity, into this MLM. And you're probably thinking, what the hell? Yeah, they didn't like directly talk about it on their website, but the co-founder, okay, I'm not going to name his name, but he owned like a mega church, okay? I went to this church. It's going to be a crazy story, guys. I went to this church and um, in the Cowboy Stadium on one of the days, because it's like a three-day on that Sunday, they held a church service in the stadium. Like... Just think about that for a second. Yeah, like this MLM was held, holding like a church service, okay? In Texas. Pretty, pretty Texas thing to do. And I remember we, like I was with my uplines, we were having fun. Like I was also like just at the time of like really getting, really getting into my faith. I've, I've dabbled. I've went to so many different churches, so many different religions. Um... And I was really open about it. I was just kind of trying to find myself with that. And I still have a personal journey. I don't really have faith in, like, religion itself. I kind of have my own personal relationship with God. Um, And that's kind of where I stand at the moment. But I was, you know, I was open to things. And um, we met this church owner slash co-founder of this millions of dollars company, okay? He was, like, top tier. He was the highest ranking as co-founder. He has made millions of dollars, okay? He, like, picture perfect, had two boys, lived in a fancy house, like, all that stuff. And we met him, okay? And I was like, wow. And my upline was like, oh, my God, this is so rare. This, like, never happens. This is crazy. You met him, and he, like, gave us his book because he wrote books, okay? And he gave us his book and, like, sold us all this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is, like, divine intervention, okay? So we went to his church because he invited us to his church service, okay? I didn't really know what to expect. But we went into his church. And I'm not I'm not shit-talking this, but this church was the kind of church where we were, you know, going along a normal service. And it was the kind where they were like, stop. We need to stop the service right now. I feel a presence in the room. Um, If you feel that you need to be saved today, I want you to come up front. And I was like, oh, 
Okay. I don't know if it was the nerves or if it was divine intervention, but I actually did go up front to be saved. Um, to this day, um, I, I like to say that that was the point where I was saved because there was a lot of crying. It was a very intense event, but I don't know. I don't know if it was just the circumstances or if that really happened. Because, I mean, I believed in God before I was baptized, all that stuff. But um, it was definitely an interesting experience for me. There were people on the ground, like, twitching and speaking in tongues. Now, I know that there are places like that that um, it's, like, staged. They have people set up to do that. There's, like, been proven things for that. But who knows? I don't know if it's made me a better person, but um, it happened. And I definitely learned something from that experience. But this guy, this sleazeball church owner guy, he ended up getting a big lawsuit with this company um, when I got that letter in the mail. And, like, he lost all his money pretty much. You know, he was sued because he was making money off of, like, probably half the people in that damn company. So take with what you want. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, We are almost done, guys. I probably have about five, ten more minutes of notes to share with you. Now, this happened, you know, I went to my church service, that was like Sunday night, and I think I left like Monday to go back home, okay? I come home, my loving boyfriend, Derek, now husband, picks me up from the airport. This poor man, he still, he still talks to me about this um, to this day. He goes, when I picked you up from the airport, he said, you just had like a fire under your ass, and he's like, it was annoying and he's like I wanted to support you but he's like it just sounded so fake and I was so excited I said we are gonna take over Pittsburgh because that's like the city I was nearest at the time I was like me and my friends are gonna take over Pittsburgh with this new um company you don't even know we're gonna be rich because I saw all these like I saw all these stories people came up there and talked about how they were in debt and it changed their lives and like they delivered some very convincing stories and it really like changes you and he just kind of like rolled his eyes and he's like sure yep and he just let it play out like the good husband he is (laughs) and eventually I got out of it as you can see but um looking back on it when I was really deep into it I I was that asshole. I was that asshole who, like, you didn't see your friend for, like, three, four years. And I pop into your DMs going, like, hey, girl, we haven't talked in a while. And you're like, oh, that's cool. I haven't I haven't heard from Tina in a while. And then I, like, tell you that you're fat and you need to buy my products. Like, I was that person. I feel really bad for, like, I apologize to all the people that I, like, faked. <laughs> But um, finally, after two or three years of being in that company, I and like being stressed out and feeling not good enough, I finally like slowly backed out. Like I stopped selling. Um, I still bought products for myself. And like if if someone was interested, basically, I had like one or two people that would still like buy stuff off me because they liked it too. You know, I didn't feel pressured to sell. They just liked it. So so we did that, and I slowly blocked and deleted everybody. My uplines were, like, the last people to go. 
um but I did block them because I remember I didn't talk to them for months and months and months even like a couple years and then one day they reached out to me and I'm just like really and it sounded really scripted and I think they probably just went through everybody in their contacts and like sent out a mass text and I was like yeah that's it we're blocking you okay and then I eventually just let my membership run out and I can't even log into my account anymore which I don't even know if they just like deactivated after so long but yeah I just I think it's because my uplines quit that's another thing um looking back on it like I look to see I've, I've creeped on like all the people on Facebook they're either on a different MLM scheme now like selling fitness clothes or something like that or they're just out of it completely and it's you know, it's embarrassing to think that these people made like, or at least claimed to make six figures and now they're just doing something else. But it, just a crazy story. It it took a while for me to like accept that it was okay to be out of that and transition into just kind of being a normal person. It, it was a very like interesting intro into being like out of high school. That was kind of like my first adult experience. It's a shame, but it was. Um... I really do feel like, like, felt like I was living in a cult. It felt very cult-like, you know? They, like, kind of forced you to do stuff, and they were super nice and encouraging and uplifting, and, like, that made you want to stay. But, yeah, that is, that is my story, guys. That takes us to about a little over a half hour. Um, you know, I, I got in there, I did my sales... I sold my soul for a little bit and then I had the power to get out, thank God. And I mean, who knows, without that place, maybe I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast right now. I mean, everything happens for a reason, you know. Every now and then I kind of check up on the website just to see if they're still in business. Um, And they are. But, you know, everyone gets caught eventually and that, they did. I'm kind of happy that they got that lawsuit. (laughs) It makes me feel like I wasn't crazy. Um, But alright guys. um, You know. Feel free. I am on Instagram. At Tina Wyland. I can link it in the show notes. Um, But it's Tina. With three A's. And then my my last name. Wyland. W-I-E-L-A-N-D. Instagram. um, I'm Fit Happy Soul on Facebook. If you would like, you can follow me on there, you know, DM me one of your stories if you have an MLM story, because I know a lot of people do, you know, if you want to share it with me, that's cool, I would love to, like, sympathize with you, Um, and if you're in an MLM right now, just take the time to think, like, are you being brainwashed right now, are you spending thousands of dollars on product and, like, not getting results back, like, think about it. Just something to think about. And I'm not saying it's all bad and it's not bad for everybody, but a lot of people get screwed over. So, alright guys, um, hopefully this was a fun first episode for you because it was a fun first episode for me. I definitely have a big list of some topics that I want to talk about, but again, if you're interested in something, you know, shoot me a message on social media, leave a comment um, of what you want to hear, and... I will definitely chat about whatever you want me to talk about. But alright guys, this was the tea with Tina for today. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, wonderful rest of your week. Um, And peace out.